0: Yeah, I'm, I'm ready
1: whenever you are. All right, then let's get started, man. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Lone Wolf Podcast. I'm your host, Wolfson. And today we got a special guest in the building all the way from South Florida. An amazing, mm-hmm. talented DJ that's killing it right now in the scene. The one and only Lucid Luna. Let's go.
0: Hi, thanks for having me.
1: Of course. Before <laughs> we get started, guys i do want to apologize for the new viewership of our of the recording something was happening with the recording on the original program that it's using so we're right now doing this little zoom way session around it so <laughs> don't worry we're still gonna record it and we're still gonna kick it with uh awesome stuff all right guys so let's get finn started first things first how are you doing
0: good good um I just got back from uh, visiting my friend in Colorado. So just kind of like adjusting back to life here and work and everything.
1: I was going to actually uh, I say to you, it's like, how was Colorado
0: overall? Oh, I loved it. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah I spent a few months there back in uh, 2012. I was doing an internship uh, in advertising and... Mm. That's kind of like where I don't know. I started getting like really into bass music and exploring that. Like I was, I wasn't Boulder, but like Denver, as you know, is like a big hub for bass music. So it was pretty cool.
1: No, definitely.
0: It, it, if it's
1: not, um, if it's not LA. It's definitely Denver. You know, yeah, of capitals <laughs> out there. You know, and if it's not Denver, it's definitely con- Canada because a lot of the biggest producers ca- come from Canada.
0: Dude, so many. Like Zed's dead. They're they're Canadian.
1: Yeah. Ed's is one of them. Uh, my boy Infinite, shout out to him. You know, he's from mm-hmm. Canada. I for the longest time I never knew he was from Canada. It was like, wow.
0: he <laughs> thought he was just American.
1: Like every other white boy, you know, it was like, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's into the side. Like, yeah, yeah, he's American. He got
0: this.
1: <laughs> Who would have figured? But but let me ask you this because. I, I had the the impression that you're that you're into DJing house music, but you're also more into bass as well.
0: Yeah, so I I started off with bass. I mean, dubstep is my one true love. Mm. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've just I've just been exploring with house and like trance and breaks a little bit. You know, a little higher BPM range. I do a lot of drum and bass too. I just kind of like do whatever I'm feeling at the moment. I I don't really want to like restrict myself to just like one subgenre.
1: That's actually pretty it's, interesting because like a lot of people are, are actually taking that sort of route with the, well, I'm not classifying myself as a dubstep guy. No, I can actually do whatever I want. And this is what, how I do <laughs> But it all depends on the image, you know? So like in your yeah. image, you just basically all around, there's nothing that actually defines what you truly are or are you just say i'm just edm all around
0: well i wouldn't say EDM specifically because like i don't know i don't really mess with like i don't know like heart style and gabber and stuff like that um but like i guess i'm just going with what i'm feeling in the moment and just like flowing with it and exploring what I try to do with a lot of my mixes is like do a lot of like double dropping and blending. So Mm. that's like the main lucid Luna thing I would say is like the flow and like keeping it smooth. And that's like really important to me.
1: And where did that whole come up with you? Like what actually prompted you to say like, you know, I just feel like I want to do these sort of stuff or do what actually makes me feel. And just like, this is how the mood is right now. And this is what lucid Luna is all about.
0: (laughs) yeah well i don't know i guess just going with it you know like some days i wake up in the morning and i'm like you know what i feel like mixing liquid drum and bass today and i'll Mm -hmm. just like go with that and then some days i'm like you know what i'm feeling progressive trance now so it's just kind of like whatever i'm feeling in the moment that's what i try to put out with my mixes and then also depending on like what kind of shows i have coming up like i've I've been playing um these brunches and that's like primarily house and um Mm -hmm. The last one that I played, I did like specifically disco house because I kind of like the disco 70s kind of vibe, but with like oh. house beats. So it's like, yeah, it's a lot of fun. I even threw in like a Sade song. So that was cool. Like, I love just like playing around with like different things. Wow. And so, so but but you're right
1: originally here from South Florida? Yeah, I'm originally from Miami. Oh, okay. Dope, dope. So, yeah. You, what about you? you? Oh, I'm born and raised in, in Puerto Rico. Oh cool. Cool. Yeah, I, I have just, a lot of Puerto Rican friends. Hey, shout out to my Boricuas. You know it. <laughs> no, no. I moved here like I think 8 years ago, I I believe around, oh, wow. around okay. This time 8 years ago. Yeah, I was just finishing up college and then I moved here to to get um to start my career as an audio engineer. Oh, cool. And that's where I went to school for for SAE that's uh the school for of sound marketing.
0: engineering yeah mm-hmm. sound
1: engineering and that's where I met cool. my one of my homies
0: from the industry nitty gritty oh dude I love nitty gritty yeah nitty I love that like I, I remember seeing him at like the EDC like Corona side stage yeah, like so, like so many yeah. years ago <laughs> and like then I saw him like as part of side piece at like a way larger stake and I was like that's awesome like yeah, so cool yeah yeah, no I what, what,
1: so what's cool about about him you know is that everybody's seen him as like Needy's like oh I remember where Needy was in, in that stage in the corona stage where he's
0: yeah cause he's like from down here too right yes and no so
1: he's very funny cause he he, <laughs> uh, he was born in Pennsylvania he okay. was raised in Haiti because his his parents were um were missionaries. Oh, wow. Yeah, and then so he was raised in there for a bit, moved back to Penn, and then right after high school, he moved down here to South Florida to start his, okay. his career. And cool. he started as a band. And from a band, he started making his own music as Rickett Mears. And that's when he, I met him at
0: school. Mm, cool yeah. yeah so you guys went to school together yeah no
1: we graduated together at the same class Oh,
0: i love that that's awesome yeah
1: I, and i came about and i was like fucking hey there's nobody in this fucking school that listens to adn that can give me a proper feedback because everybody <laughs> trap and hip-hop and rap and all that stuff so i was like all right cool i'm the only solo player in all this and then yeah. <laughs> he was just chilling in the in the lounge listening to his computer and when he heard me run it's like i do edm i'm like <laughs> you and me are gonna be best friends that's come, awesome coming to the booth. <laughs> i need your help and yeah since then we, it's been a wonderful friendship with him and i've seen uh, him grow since since school days and it was like Little by little, I see the potential from him, and I was like, "Dude, you're gonna be fucking bigger than Screw It's One Day." Yeah, I, hell yeah, I say that, and I and I still believe it. I mean, he's already making music for Diplo, so he's already at that level, and he's making mm-hmm. dope tracks, and then he's and he's doing his side piece project and whatnot. I'm like, right, bro, you're already you're already there. Yeah, you know, you're already there, and. Hell yeah. I just, I'm, I admire him a lot because I've seen his struggles a lot. Like, I've seen him at his lowest moments and shunned down in the studio just to craft his stuff. And it's a beautiful film, man. It's definitely a beautiful thing. And I'm, I couldn't be any prouder that I could, that was part of his life and still am. But, no, but I mean, like in his progress when he started out.
0: Yeah. That's, that's fun, super
1: cool. Fun fact about h- him and me, you know.
0: That, yeah, that's awesome that you were there like since the beginning. That's really cool.
1: No, I mean I I taught him how to DJ, and then he became way better DJ than me. <laughs> it's like well the, the the student became the master. I mean, hey,
0: that happens sometimes, you
1: yeah? <laughs> know. Hey, like go for it, man. I'm happy. Like yeah, whatever it takes to to be better than me, go for it. And I encourage it a lot because he and I we we compete a lot. So when we he and I are DJing back to back, we do. We we feel each other out, yeah. And then we started going like, "Oh, I dropped this. What are you gonna do?" He's like, "Oh, okay, okay, okay. I got you on this. I got you. I got you." And then we just go <laughs> back and back and it's a fun. It's a fun thing, you know. That's a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah, since th- since then, I've I've been stuck here in, in Florida. Like I've Florida became my new home, and I and I absolutely love it. You know. Um but uh, and I yeah. and let me tell you I did start it I did start as a house producer. Oh yeah. <laughs> I started as a house DJ, house producer and then slowly just switched all around to bass. Even though I yeah. here here and there I used to listen to a lot of um bass music like you know early in, back in 2010, 2011 when Squirrels popped around the scene. Oh yeah. <laughs> scary monsters nice sprites yeah
0: that that era
1: (laughs) i mean that that's the era that i got like what the fuck is dubstep the hell is
0: this yeah all right cool i I fuck with it (laughs) that was that was my transition into electronic music because i i came from like a hardcore and metal background yeah like i was like a total like rocker chick so, <laughs> <laughs> like, I had heard, I had heard, like, trance and house but, like, I just wasn't about it. And then I heard right. that kind of dubstep, and I was like, okay, this has the intensity that I like.
1: <laughs> That's fire. Well, damn, what was the first? So, I started it, like, around, I think it was 05 or 06. Yeah. First th- my first EDM track overall was Tiesto's Adagio for Strings
0: oh yeah it's beautiful classic. beautiful classic and then yeah after that, I,
1: like i became a tiesto fan and listened to all his hit records on on trance a state of trance and obviously Hell yeah Art armin's stuff paul van dyke paul Tom van dyke, paul, dyke yeah very course then um all these big legends you know legends mm-hmm. that, that i grew up and then that's where little by little over the year I started listening to more ADN, deadmau Mouse, David Guetta, Avicii, recipes to that, to that, yeah, and um, and then that's where 2010 and 2011 came about. That's where I started listening to bass, and then Pendulum and Squarelets and Zomboy took over my life. Oh yeah, <laughs> I now love I'm Pendulum.
0: All, I'm all about fucking bass, you know. <laughs> yeah well that's you know that's what happens we evolve over time and start exploring different genres and different vibes you know
1: but it's but it's amazing that a lot of times not many people as they grow up like they don't they don't fuck around a lot more with that bass like it feels like bass is just only satire for for young kids and you only yeah the (laughs) the few adults that do fuck with it you know
0: yeah well, I feel like I've definitely like mellowed out. Like definitely, like over Corona, when there weren't shows anymore, I started getting into more like free forum vibey type of stuff, like of the trees, closey, like that type of vibe. Mm-hmm. And but like before mm-hmm. that, yeah, I love Tomorrowland. I got to go in twenty nineteen. I was I'm so fortunate. Really? I loved it. Yeah, so and I, I went to Tomorrow went there to Belgium. Yeah, yo, Tom, you know what's crazy, that. dude. The bass stage over there, like uh-huh. it was beautiful. It was like this really cool dragon, had roses. It was beautiful, but it was so small. And I saw Nightmare there. I saw Zed's Dead there. I saw Seven Lions there. And they were just there, like chilling. And like, because people aren't that into bass music over there. Like, to them, dubstep's like not like a huge deal. Really? Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, the hard style stage, the Q Dance uh-huh. stage was like way larger. And that is like packed. Like three days of hard style, yeah. And then, and then the base stage is like kind of small, but it was cool because I had like a more like intimate experience. So it was cool to see them like that.
1: Oh, okay. Because
0: those artists usually would be like at like the huge base stage, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Especially I mean, like Seven Lions. <laughs> yeah, like even even if it's like
1: uh like a freaking festival, like an EDC festival, or yeah, like Ultra, exactly. They'll, they'll still be playing in the bigger stages, you know did yeah so, so you actually did you actually manage to see my boys mode step no i didn't
0: see mode step that's that's when Shaq was around. yeah you, you lo- yeah oh, oh okay yeah diesel i did go to his set it was crazy so, so diesel <laughs> he's said, super funny no that-
1: Shaq is uh is a whole nother level, man. Like that yeah, guy, you know,
0: he's so cool. Like after he played, he came and was hanging out like with the crowd at the base stage. Cause like exactly. he's a headbanger, you know? Like, and it's like who's gonna touch him? Who's gonna do anything? He's his own <laughs> bodyguard, you know what I mean? <laughs> you, <laughs> yeah, like went up to him and like high-fived him. It was cool. <laughs> Yo,
1: you you high five to Shaq.
0: Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, he's Yo. cool. He's
1: really good vibes. For sure, I I I mean, actions speak louder than words, you know. So when mm-hmm. you see a person like Shaq like that, you know, it, you can tell what kind of person he truly, really is, you know. And it yeah, and it's and it's very refreshing that somebody of his caliber, exactly, appreciates bass like right. <laughs> Like he actually puts people out there. He he helps people out and he tells people mm-hmm. like, "Yo, you got this." Yo, check out my man, so and so. Like I'm putting I'm playing his track. It's so fire. I'm like, "Yo, we never asked you to do it, and yet you're doing it because you want to." That's because he wants to, and he doesn't have to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's a good ca- character, you know. Like, and at the same time, you add the funny element on him, and he's like, <laughs> exactly. Oh, wholesome, right there. (laughs) So tell me more about the experience yourself in in Tomorrowland. Like, how was it overall there?
0: Oh, man. Well, the sun sets at 10 p.m. So, yeah. 10 p.m.? Yeah. (laughs) And, like, I was getting there around noon. So that was, like, 12 hours of sun, like, 10, 12 hours of sun. So that was, like, that was a little intense. I, I did get a little overheated. Um, cause most of the stages are outside. There are a few that are like intense. Like there's a cool trance stage that's inside a tent. That was right. really cool vibes, but yeah, it's really beautiful. It's, it's nice to just like explore. There's like 16 stages. So there's like, and they're all like different and have like beautiful artistry. Like it's really cool. 16 stages. Yeah. <laughs> it's huge. It's like, it's like Disney world, but a rave. <laughs> Yeah, so it's that
1: big. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, and how many of those stages were you able to like participate?
0: Oh, I think I only hit like maybe 8 of them. The thing is is that like a lot of the artists I wanted to see were like the same stages, so I would just kind of like camp out sometimes. But then there was other days where there would be like not many people that I wanted to check out, so I would just okay. like walk around and explore. And and did you actually camp out over there or you no 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 <laughs> no i didn't oh, okay. camp
1: no i th- i had a hotel oh okay that was smart that was smart
0: yeah I-, I wasn't about to do like 10 hours in the sun and then camping and all that and plus it like it was hot too like it wasn't cold really even yeah if- like it's in the summer so it's hot
1: <laughs> really that's interesting
0: yeah, like I like I like camping more like if it's cold, you know, like because I need mm. it's like easier to sleep that way and it's more yeah. comfortable. And
1: like overall, th- the whole experience, did Did you actually like say, say to yourself, man, I can't wait to be there. Like, did it ever make you feel inspired to do some of this stuff when you come back?
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure just i mean especially like seeing uh, i saw alice in wonderland there and that was like super inspiring i i love her so much and like she like she debuted a song there too she's like yeah i just like wrote this song yesterday when i was on magic mushrooms and like it was just cool she was like just open and being like this is my art you know here you go and it was it was beautiful like she's she's really inspiring to me for sure
1: so have you met any of your heroes over there
0: no, I didn't get to meet anyone there. I mean, kind of shocked, but not really. It was just like a quick high five. <laughs> okay. But, but I mean, that would have been cool though if I got to meet her. Oh man, I would have loved that.
1: And and she like the only one in, in your life that you say like, "Oh, I I follow her all through or or you have like multiple people like Shaq and whatnot
0: Well, I mean, Shaq more just cuz like I think he's a cool person, but like musically, I don't really like he's not really like a big inspiration for me. Um for as inspiration-wise, I would definitely say Closie. She's a huge inspiration for me. What's her name again? Closie. Closie. Yeah, she okay. does kind of like free-form, world-based, like uh-huh. tribal, trap kind of stuff. Okay. Like yeah. experimental
1: stuff. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Damn, that's what's up. Now, now that, that whole experience itself, did it ever make you feel like I want to actually do this for a living every day, because you, because I remember you mentioning me previously. Like you haven't started um, pro- producing music at all. You're just right now DJing. Is that something yeah. that in the words you ever feel like I want to actually try that out sometime in the future, in order for this to make make a a fin every day, or you're just right now like right now i'm in a cool vibe i just want to dj and just whatever
0: oh no production is definitely something i want to get into i have uh, ableton on my computer from Woo! from grad school from 2010 and like one time i did this like little tutorial i made like a really simple dubstep beat so i've like messed around like a tiny bit mm-hmm. i just kind of wanted to like get my hands dirty with DJing first and see if like, I enjoy performing and like Mm -hmm. being in front of people and everything. And then I wanted to get more into production, but definitely, definitely want to get into production.
1: That's very interesting take out of it, you know, because usually you, you hear that story like the other way around, you know, you, yeah. It's like, let me get into production, see if I fuck with it a lot and let's see if, people really mess with it and then i'll get into the later stuff you know
0: yeah well for me it was also kind of like crawling before i ran you know because i i feel like djing is probably a lot more simple than actual like sound design and music production so i also kind of wanted to like get my feet wet with that and like try that out first and see if it's something i really want to pursue and now that you actually are
1: doing it like you're you said yourself that you're actually doing some brunch places playing housing and then once in a while you do things here and there like how do you feel as a dj like you feel like i want to do this every day or you feel like i'm i'm just vibing right now i don't know what's happening in the future
0: I definitely want to play as many shows as I can get. I love it. It's the energy of it, the feedback I get from the people. It's it's exhilarating for me. It's so much fun. And
1: do you actually feel like, I want
0: to take this
1: to the next level and I want to play on um, big venue shows and later to the festival circuit?
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, that's, that's goals, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> of course, of course, I would love to play a festival. That'd be amazing. And have you already started out like a plan of how or where I'm gonna do this, or you haven't even gone that far yet?
0: Yeah, I mean, I have like some different goals I have for like you know, like from like in you know six months I want to be here, in a year I want to be here. So I'm just kind of like following that.
1: Okay. Well, I'm I'm very curious to 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 listen to this because um. The reason why is like I, I heard some of your stuff and as and as a DJ you actually have the talent for it. It was like damn, like and you, Thank can you. nail and you nail all these certain genres like on the <laughs> DJ. So it's like damn, so she, she 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 got it. But the thing that actually does worry me is you know the image that you're presenting when you start making music. Like what is it that
0: people Oh yeah, know, well like, when I
1: Will you know? Recognize Lucid Luna? as for like is Lucid Luna a a bass producer? Which she dabbled. She like she <laughs> does bass music, or is she a trance producer? Is she a house producer? Like what is it? Am I gonna identify Lucid Luna?
0: Yeah, well, no, definitely. Like as far as production, um, I want to produce freeform bass for sure. Like free-form I like, bass. I like. Okay. Yeah, like I, I love spinning house and everything, but that's just more like for fun at shows. It's not okay. really like how I want to express myself creatively. You get me?
1: Yeah, that that makes that 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 actually answers my question because I, yeah. I was I was thinking the whole time because man, I like I like her a lot with the, all the all the sets that all the mixes that she's releasing. But my biggest concern as an artist, as a, as a somebody that's been in the industry for a while. And know how this shit runs. My biggest concern is when you start putting yourself out, what are you gonna be identified as? And what is the people are gonna be identifying? Because I there's 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 no problem by DJing all sorts of genres. There's nothing wrong about it. A bunch of people do it, and there's nothing mm-hmm. wrong either um producing music of whatever genre. Like I always encourage, I always encourage people like. Do whatever makes you happy. Like if this mm-hmm. is a genre that you feel today that make you happy, go for it. Like get it done. Like put it out there. But then you ha- then you have to like look at the other side and look at the business aspect of it. Because at, mm-hmm. at a certain point you will transform this in, in into a business, you know, and there's and you need to have that image in which this is what, what she's all about, you know. She can fuck around with some of the stuff, but she's <laughs> all about this, you know, and the, and the freeform base, you know, that's what she's all about, you know?
0: Oh, yeah, for sure.
1: Has that ever, in, you know, crossed your mind in which, like, um, I I really wish people will see me as this and not really as that?
0: Um. I don't know. I guess I don't really think too much about how people are perceiving me. I'm just kind of like mm-hmm. expressing my art and what I want to do. And if people receive it in a positive way, cool. And if they don't, that's cool too. It's just, I'm kind of just doing it for me.
1: That's the important part. Always, 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 always do stuff that, that is for your own satisfaction, you know?
0: Yeah. And as long as I enjoy it, you know? Yeah. Like I've gone through periods of time where like, I just didn't feel like mixing and I didn't feel like messing around with music. And, you know, I would just take breaks and then sometimes random things would inspire me and I'll jump on the decks, you know? So I just kind of like go with how I'm feeling.
1: That's good. You know, and how often you actually perform out there?
0: Um, I would say like every few weeks,
1: every few weeks. right? Yeah. So, and then that's your main you know your main uh, source of income or you have something else additionally uh,
0: no 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 i'm I'm an advertising art director also wow, yeah, so it's like that's that's another thing that I love about the lucid lunar project is that like, I'm, I'm a designer and videographer as well, and I do like editing and, and oh. photoshop and all that. Oh, so I, shit. and I, yeah, I do like all, I made my own logo. I do like all my own branding and video editing and everything. And it's just like, it's really fun for me to be able to like kind of like take my skills in like visual arts and like meld them with like music. I love that.
1: So, so you, so you're very familiar when it comes to branding stuff then.
0: Yeah, 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 for sure. That's what I'm saying, dude. Like when I, when I actually like really start producing, Mm -hmm. it's going to be freeform. That's going to be the vibe, you know, it's just like, I'm just having fun mixing music and you know, whoever wants to listen to a house mix, there's a mix for them to listen to whoever wants to listen to like a drum and bass mix. There's a mix for that too. So it's. You know, just like putting out what I'm feeling in the moment. But as far as production, definitely like freeform, deep dump, Step 5 is what I'm going for. Deep Dubs and vibes, you know. Yeah.
1: That experimental shit, you know.
0: Yeah, have with you, lots of whoops. Oh, lots of
1: whoops! Have you? Have, so speaking <laughs> of whoops, like, have you met these guys? on um, underground events or underground whoops? Yeah, I've, I've done shows for both of them. Oh, really? Yeah. With Chris and Lorenzo. And Andy? Yeah,
0: yeah. I, Renzo actually gave me my first show, <laughs> so that's pretty cool. Oh, I play shows cool. for Renzo all the time. Yeah. Oh, so you the, would- the brunches that we're talking about are Renzo's. Oh. Yeah, wow. Macerelli's okay. Beach Pub. Oh, that's fucking fire, then. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. <laughs>
1: oh, girl, girl, you got this. Shit. <laughs> Shit. All you gotta do is start making music, and then you got this. You got. Oh yeah, for that. sure. Now, is that like something like coming into play sooner in the future, or is that, or we're still in the works with that?
0: Um, definitely in, in
1: pretty soon. And what is like the fin that you're gonna say? All right,
0: I'm gonna tackle this first. What's that? Uh, probably some Ableton tutorials, <laughs> just to like get
1: my feet wet, you know. Well, I'm actually curious, like why actually got you to say, like, all right, let's do Ableton out of all these other DAWs that I that they are.
0: I guess because that's like what I've messed around with a little bit. So I feel like slightly more comfortable with it. Is there like a different program that you prefer to use? No, I prefer
1: Ableton. Like yeah, <laughs> I do Ableton all around. I'm yeah, to most people eat. that I talk to,
0: they use Ableton too.
1: Yeah, Ableton's the shit. i try trying to be a, a certified trainer so I can actually have
0: oh, cool. and,
1: and start doing private touring sessions for people. But the pandemic kind of like messed up my plans a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So now I have I have to wait for the next time they do the exams. And usually though, the net usually that's like either in Berlin or Mexico or L.A. It's like oh places, wow places in which like, fuck, I don't have money to travel to these places. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty far. So, you know, like I'm hoping that the next time they, they open up the the certification training that once more I can just like apply again and just like, hey, can it be somewhere in the States at least? I'll I'll, I'll travel to L.A. if I have to, you know, I'll take my fiance and we'll go there and have a vacation, have a blast. My certification, but shit, going to fucking Mexico and Belgium is just fucking hey. No, that's so I'm yeah, because I'm I'm trying to be a certified trainer. Um, cool, and I will always tell people Ableton is by far the most user friendly DAW that you can ever, ever, ever touch. Yeah, and definitely. And I've, and I've done Pro Tools, Logic, and Fruity Loops. Fruity Loops, yeah. And every every one of them has their kinks. Like everybody has their you know their pros and cons. But I feel like Ableton has so many pros that it weighs any of the cons from any other DAs. So it's like I don't know. Ableton is just, just do it but like even editing my podcast itself. I do it in Ableton.
0: Oh, that's awesome. <laughs>
1: So I can literally master in Ableton. I can mix and master in Ableton as well. A lot of people rather, you know, mix and master on Pro Tools because that's how they, because Pro Tools has a better audio engine than than Ableton. Mm -hmm. Uh, Listen, I've dabbled to all, and I say it's its own preference. You know, it really doesn't matter. It's its own preference if you can mix and master properly in Ableton and it sounds fucking dope and it reaches the the gold standards, then stick to your guns. you don't have to do anything outside of that. And even so, I tell people it's like if if your mixing is loud enough and it's good enough that doesn't really need a mastering, then you don't really need to master,
0: oh yeah, okay.
1: It's it's you know little things like that because sometimes you hear people telling you like oh no you have to master every track mm-hmm. like that's a you have to or, or else you know oh uh, it doesn't sound good it's like eh, it's a yes or no like it, really, it depends yeah it really depends like you can add I all of my songs right now that are released that, that are released to Spotify and Apple Podcasts and all I'm Apple um and and in SoundCloud anywhere. None of them are mastered. They're all oh, wow. And they're all loud as shit. But they're all clean. Yeah, but, but it's clean. Know. And that's what that's what you want. You want to make sure that it's loud and it's clean. Also, yeah. Also, another nudge, something that a lot of engineers and producers will tell you is like, oh, don't don't be clipping. Don't be clipping in your DAWs. Like if it's clipping, it's because it it gets distorted and whatnot. Uh mm-hmm. that's a false statement, to be honest. Oh. You you can you can redline. That's fine. That it as long as long as long as it doesn't sound distorted enough. That's not destroying the 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 sound of the of the music that you're making. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's one of those little things that you know when you start making music. Um, like the old saying: uh, "Learn the rules so you can learn how to break them." Break them, yeah. <laughs> It's, it, it's shit like that, you know, and you, you yeah. know this stuff Um, halfway, halfway, you know, for your career and your life, you learn some of this stuff and you find some of these tricks and and then you came to realize like, it's incredible that nobody told me about this when I was starting up. <laughs> so it's like, well, yeah. I'm telling you now and I'm telling you to everybody who's listening to the show. It's like, guys, yeah. you're allowed to. As long as you know what you're doing, I'm not telling you Go ahead and make a song, and then redline it, and say, "Oh, Wolfson told me to redline it." <laughs> Chill the fuck, dog. I only say you can redline as long as you, as long as it doesn't sound distorted, and and this is b- mindful by saying this is um, that you actually learn how to mix on your sessions because if you don't know how to mix, then that's another factor, you know. Oh yeah, for sure. But it's but it's it's unfortunate like in today's world, you know, in order for you to become an artist, you have it's no longer that you have to make music and that's it. That's that's your job. Like no. Today's world you have to be the artist, the producer, the engineer, the promoter, the marketer, the publicist, <laughs> yeah. the the graphic designer, the the, the manager, the agent, like, you have to be everything. You have to do everything. everything. <laughs> so it's like, it's like, it's crazy how some of this shit has evolved into to what it is right now, which is dope. But at the same time, it's a pain in the ass, the fact that you have to do all this stuff or else you're not going to be relevant enough, you know? Yeah. Have you ever actually felt like that as you were doing as your DJ, because you say that you're also uh, a branding director, right? And art oh, uh, director. director. yeah. Have you ever felt like that? It's like shit. Like I gotta do this, this, and
0: that in order. For yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, like I, I have, I have an issue with not wanting to be much on social media. It's like I have to do a lot of social media stuff for work, like yeah. for my advertising job. So it's kind of like, I don't want to do it for Lucid Luna stuff, but I know that it's like really important. I just want to like, whenever I'm working on Lucid Luna, I just want it to be about music. Like, I don't want to like exactly. be on Instagram having to post this and that, but I know that it's important and it's part of, it, as you're saying, you have to do all the parts to, to make it work for
1: sure. And I'd rather pay somebody to handle my social media, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I, I hate... I hate uh Uh, I fucking hate dealing with social media, especially when I'm. Yeah, me too. Like, I (laughs) fucking hate it. I just, I just have it just to put my stuff and have people to where to listen to. And, and also where that's where I, you know, that's where I find people like you. you know, I DM people all the time to say, hey, you're interested to be in the show. You want to be a guest of my shows?" like, that's my only source of, um, of networking. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, it's super important for networking. It's just, you know, sometimes it feels like a chore, but we have to do it.
1: <laughs> and I and I hate it. You know, I hate it, and especially on my age. I was like, bro, I'm really fed up with this crap. Like, I really, really <laughs> do not want to deal with it. And I know I have to, especially um, there was a time in which I had TikTok for a while. Mm-hmm. And my one of my boys told me, it's like, yo, have TikTok and start posting clips of your episode of your show. You know, with like the most important parts of every episode and put it on with TikTok. You'll get a lot of uh-huh. money." So it's like, all right, go. So I when I posted one, I saw it's like it reached like six hundred views. I'm like, holy shit! That's oh, a that's lot. A, that's a lot. And then it, and then it went down to and then start going averaging between a hundred to two hundred to three hundred around there. Didn't reach mm-hmm. that like. It was, but it was a lot of work. It was a lot of work because I have to, like, n- not only am I the guy who edits its own show. Yeah. I have to mix and master. And then I have to upload it to YouTube and all these other platforms.
0: Mm-hmm. I also have
1: to like, oh, great. Now I have to download it open so that way i can cut the important clips which i believe is the important clips and then have to put it on my phone and then once i put it on my phone then i have to upload it and that shit drains me a lot because it's like fuck it i had to dedicate an entire hour just
0: to do this (laughs) bullshit oh yeah
1: (laughs) i honestly don't know how you guys do it
0: yeah, I know what you mean because like I, I do my editing and everything too, and yeah, it's it's a process. I mean, even just like getting the file onto your phone can be annoying sometimes. <laughs> like, do it, especially when your when your phone tells you
1: like, oh, you're out of storage. I'm like, what? The yeah, f- the <laughs> video. It's like, oh no, the phone tells us like, oh no, you got a bunch of other crap. I was like, great. So now I gotta uh, start deleting, deleting, deleting. It's like. No, no, no. I, I hate, I hate the fact that you know it's uh, it's love and hate relationship. I, I, I love it because it makes me and connects me to people. Mm-hmm. But I hate it the fact that you have to have a strong social media presence for you to to be relevant around the blocks. You know.
0: And yeah, I feel, for and sure. I feel
1: like that's so bullshit. That's so like like why have we gone down to that path in which like oh yeah the only way that we're no, we're relevant is as we if we're active in social media other than that we're just like
0: yeah it became like the industry standard <laughs> And, and, and it's
1: so funny because even though some of these labels, they only look at you if they ha- if they see you, if you have a strong social media presence.
0: Yeah, like a certain amount of followers or something. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like, they don't give a fuck about anymore about your, your talent or how talented you really are or how, how your music is dope. No, like, now it's all about, like, what do you do in social media? How many people? How many likes? How many comments? How many views? Mm-hmm. Like. I don't know, man. Like I really not, I really do not like how this is turning out too, but it's yeah. It is what it is. I'm I'm just trying to find somebody who can actually help me advertise my shit. Yeah. So if you know if you know somebody,
0: you let me know. Or you
1: can do my job and I'll pay you
0: for it. So <laughs> Yeah, I mean if you if you need help with any of that, with any design work and stuff, like definitely let's talk. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. We'll stay in touch with that. But the whole reason about this interview is all about you and not about me. Okay, so stop stop (laughs) saying about me, all right? So let me ask you this. Um, What actually prompted you to say, like, I wanted to be a DJ and I wanted to do this whole Journey Guys Lucid Luna?
0: well i found myself with a a bunch of free time at the beginning of the pandemic and i had a few friends that had started djing and we would like hang out each other's places and just mix and have fun so i was like you know what let me try out their controllers and see how that goes you know and i really liked it so then i i went to um guitar center and like messed around with some of the controllers there and then ended up getting i I got a little new mark serato controller that i started off with fire fire serato yeah (laughs) i still build my sets actually in serato and then like transfer them over to record box because i just (laughs) i'm i'm like to me visuals are very important i'm an art Mm -hmm. director and i just i like how serato looks more like i can almost like read the music visually easier than i can in record box i know it's like an extra step but i don't know it works better with my workflow so oh, absolutely well the cool thing about record
1: now is that now you can actually link it off with your itunes playlist and your oh true and your and your and your serato playlist like if you already have something already for serato that you, you can actually transfer all of that over there
0: yeah yeah it's cool you can do that
1: and and I and I and I admire it because like uh Serato's by far my favorite software that I've ever worked in my life as a DJ. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah, like, mine too.
1: <laughs> until until I met the CDJ.
0: Yeah, you gotta use Record Box.
1: I gotta use Record Box. Like,
0: yeah, I was so scared to transfer over to CDJs for the longest time, but then like I finally like just tried it out, and it it really wasn't as bad as I thought. <laughs>
1: I mean once if once you actually learn the basics of Serato and you already know how to mix and, and in mix and Serato, like doing it in the CDJs part, you know, because the cool thing about the CDJs now is mm-hmm. that you can see the waveforms. Not as colorful as Serato, obviously, you know. Yeah, but a little bit. A little bit. And I and I'm and I'm the same way. I'm more of a visual person. Like if I mm-hmm. see if I see this two things are lining up, then that's fine by me because I can see that they're actually getting a beat match out of that, you know? And I see them through mm-hmm. both the CDJs It's like, Oh shit. Okay. They're all lining up. Perfect. That's the way I want it, you know? Yeah. And, and let me tell you when I started out, I didn't have that privilege. I started out. I'm 32. I started out when I was 15. And I had, oh wow. uh, before before I had before virtual DJ was a thing back in the day before it was a thing I had the the new marks that was mm-hmm. like the CD versions of the new marks yeah that you just that you put it on a case itself and it's like CDs and it has little jog wheel effects and whatnot
0: mm-hmm.
1: I I learned how to DJ through that.
0: Oh, cool,
1: <laughs> yeah, and then, so you didn't have a like a visual representation or anything, yeah, but, yeah. yeah, my visual representation numbers,
0: yeah,
1: <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, it's this song has four minutes left. that's that's my, it. that's my visual representation. Everything else I have to hear by by ear, you know, and could you was, see the BPM or no? yeah, I, I, you can see that BPM. OK, but that that alone is not going to help you much if if you're not if you don't know how to, you know, mix it, mix in with the beat, you know? Yeah, for sure. And and back then I was stupid because I was just. um I didn't care about the BPM. <laughs> so I could be mixing a 87 BPM with a hundred something BPM.
0: You would just slide to the next one. Slide to
1: the next. Like that, but I do it. But I do it. But I do it like either that or gradually. It doesn't sound like a train wreck, but I do it gradually, and (laughs) it works. You know, it works. Yeah, you know, some people mix like that, and it works. And it's and it's funny because that's how most of my stuff actually started off until Virtual DJ showed me, hey. You you can beat match with this track. I'm like, what the fuck? What is this? Sync? What, what is this <laughs> sync? Oh my god, this should make my life so much easier. Yeah. <laughs> Since then I've been spoiled by that, you know. I've been spoiled yeah. by the sync button, you know. <laughs> and then Serato came about, and then it's like, no more sync. I was like. Perfect. This is exactly where I need it. You know, place where I can learn how to beat match without the without relying on sync. But then at that point, I already learned how to do the beat matching. So now it's just me. So you already
0: like knew what to do,
1: yeah. Yeah, and then yeah, and then afterwards it was just Serato with the CDJs. I I, I've been using the CDJs one thousands for the longest time. It wasn't until I moved to Miami that that the two thousands was was the thing. Was a thing, yeah, and and even so, I didn't know how to use the two thousands because I didn't I didn't practice enough. Like I used to own one Citygate two thousand, just one, <laughs> just one, because that's as much I could have afford at that time.
0: Yeah, it was just yeah. the one,
1: and I, and I met and I used it for Serato, so I can I couldn't really like say like oh yeah I knew how, I knew because I had I had one like no I used it for Serato purposes because I can. Because with Serato, the beauty beauty about Serato is that I can DJ with just one turntable.
0: You can? Like, how do you... You... You You can do, like, multiple decks on one? Yeah. Okay. You didn't know that? You just basically... So
1: So the cool thing about Serato is that you... So let's say that my CDJ is on the right and then I'm playing a song so what you do is that like when the song is playing, you basically duplicate it on the second deck that you have nothing, but you can still mix in it. Into and that channel. Into that channel. And then you switch to that channel. Well, ah, that okay that is still playing. You look around, search for the second song and load it on your CDJ. And then that's when you can do a little scratching and or start mixing. And then once you do the mixing, then you can duplicate on the next track and then do and so on and so on. Yeah, you oh, okay. can do that with just one ch- with one deck.
0: Cool.
1: <laughs> with f- food for a font, you know.
0: You yeah.
1: <laughs> go get into Serato. <laughs> but, but yes, right now, DJ, that's the only thing that you got in your mind right now.
0: When you no, have- I definitely want to get into production. It's just you know something I'm working towards. And, and
1: why is it that you're like saying like, oh, I'm going to get, I'm going to get into it. I'm going to get into it. Why haven't you like started? Like, I'm going to get into it now.
0: I guess I just kind of wanted to like get my feet wet first with DJing and see if it's something that like I really wanted to pursue.
1: And is that, is that actually something that you
0: are like, I want to do every day so far? Yeah. I've been enjoying it so much and I just want to like keep going farther and like keep playing shows and. Doing like streams and different type of things.
1: Oh, so you actually do streaming a lot?
0: Um, not personally, but I participated in different live streams. Oh, okay. Tell me what's
1: uh, what's about the whole those live streams. I never actually got into it.
0: Yeah, like there's there's ones that I've done like with on Twitch, like part of like a live stream kind of festival with like a bunch of different artists. With it with green screen and everything? No, I mean I the way I recorded it myself. Well, the first one I did had a, a green screen. Um, but I didn't have to do like any of the production work. It was like my friend that he was putting on the stream and he like had everyone come in and had like a setup there. And then um the second one I actually filmed at a really beautiful park in Miami, like as as a location for it. And then like I provided the video. Like I did like a whole little edit for it and then provided the video.
1: Dan, so you wow you really are like the most multitasking person ever.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And I, and I love playing like outside in different locations. I have a a really easy setup that I could just take with me that it's like, I don't, I don't need power. Um, so it's, it's fun to be able to just like go random places and like do a set. just like in the middle of nowhere. I love doing that. It's so much fun.
1: That's dope. That's dope. Now, now that you're actually like thinking of becoming like, the next big thing as a DJ, like, do you see any sort of difference like, or changes that you believe that you're gonna, every time you go to a show, you see things much more differently or you still feel like, no, it's pretty much everything the same?
0: Well, definitely now, whenever I see like anyone perform, I analyze it like crazy. Like, I'm just like, like I can hear yeah, like before I I do there's so much stuff that I didn't notice before like so many <laughs> so many mixes that I loved before that now like I have a completely different ear and I notice like crappy transitions and stuff yeah. like that. Like it's <laughs> it's so funny. It's like I yeah, it's like it's a blessing and a curse at the same time. You know, I'm I'm a very analytical person so sometimes I just can't help it. I'm like, "Oh, wait. Okay, I hear they're bringing in something but like it's it's too heavy on the bass, like or you know, like I start. I'm like, oh, that actually is a cool transition, or like I like what they're doing, like making the melodies flow together, and like it's cool to be able to like dissect that now and see. it. But it also kind of like takes me away a little yeah. bit from like enjoying the show yeah. sometimes, you know, because I'm like just nerding out about it.
1: <laughs> yeah, and that and that's a, that's a that, well, I, it's a blessing and a curse at all at the same time, man. Yeah. yeah any show I go to, it doesn't matter which show I go to, I always end up analyzing this person's set or this person's, like...
0: Oh, yeah, like, you can't, like, turn it off now. No,
1: no, <laughs> not really. And, 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 here's, here, and here's a funny thing. Start listening to your old music. Oh, yeah. And start analyzing them.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I have recorded sets from, like, when I first started out and I remember, like, like I, I write notes on like my recordings and stuff. And some of them I was like, oh yeah, like this one, maybe I can release and this and and that. And I look back at that and I'm like, what was I thinking? Like, it's, <laughs> it's cool to see like yourself grow and progress, you right. know, that now I'm critiquing stuff that I thought was good enough before, you know, like we were constantly like evolving and learning. So I like, I like to like see my old stuff to see like how far I've come.
1: And what about like uh, other people's music? Like, I say stuff that you normally would listen to the radio. Do you actually now enjoy the same way you used to before, or you, or you nerd it out as well?
0: Oh, I'm super like analyzing the crap out of everything. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely. Like my ear changed for sure, for sure. Like it, you know, I feel like I, I, I hear things before that I used to just like gloss over that I didn't notice. Like even though um I played clarinet in middle school and high school, so like I, oh. I do have like a music background. Mm-hmm. But for like electronic music specifically, like I feel like my knowledge is a lot greater now. So I I listen to it differently.
1: That that's very cool that you actually played a clarinet. Do you still like? Yeah, I was a band geek. <laughs> hey, let me tell you. There's one time in band camp. <laughs> Um, but do you still play the clarinet or any of the instruments or you, it's been a while and you're like,
0: eh. Um, I fool around with it every once in a while, but I don't play like every day. Like I, I used to when I was in school, but I feel like it definitely helped me have an understanding of music and, and phrasing and like time signatures and everything. Yeah, It well, definitely helped.
1: Well, this is a wild idea right now that I'm just spitballing right now. Go for it. (laughs) You can probably do something with Lucid Luna with your clarinet.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. I've thought about, like, recording some sounds and, like, doing effects and making it more, like, synth kind of sounds because I can play melodies, so it might be easier for me to, like, come up with a melody like that and then transfer it over to the digital world. See, that, that's that's something that
1: not many people can do. And I can name you people with, one, with my hand. Uh, know, what's his name? Tiny Trumpet.
0: Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I saw him at Tomorrowland TV Trumpet. Yeah. <laughs> and
1: he had the trumpet, right?
0: He's, yeah, he's amazing.
1: <laughs> uh, what's his name? Um, Sullivan King with his guitar yeah. and his mm-hmm. shouting into the, to the mic. Yeah. While it, they're doing their set, it's like not like I said. There's not that many people. There's Grizz too know. with the saxophone. Grizz, bro. I mean, yeah. Shit. But here's the thing. Maybe and again, Spinball. Like, this could be something that can that they, that people can identify you as. Like, holy fuck, I remember this chick. You know, listening with a clarinet. I remember she <laughs> was just like, whoa. And you can do some of that stuff not only to your incorporate yourself into your own music when you start producing music and you Mm -hmm. can incorporate some of that stuff once you get that feel about it but why don't you also try to do it on during your live sets during your DJ sets yeah that would be cool to incorporate you know how would we'll be dope that, you know, that you're playing a, let's say, let's let's take it, a, like, let's take it the most easy ones, the the brunch houses, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Imagine
1: <laughs> that you're vibing in the brunch, you like to, uh, like, all right, and then you mix it with the house, and then uh, every house song, guys, I really don't give a shit, guys. Every house song, most of the time, they sound the same, and they're long. <laughs> it's a six to an eight-minute track. I don't know what you guys do most of the time, because all I see is you guys go like. <laughs> but uh, in our in dubstep world, we're constantly switching some from from one to another every first. Oh, seconds.
0: I don't, I don't play any track for eight minutes. <laughs> oh No, I would be so bored. I love doing quick cuts; it keeps well, it interesting. Yeah,
1: but. So what, what I'm trying to get to is like, you know, when you're doing all those house sessions, you can play yeah. around with your clarinet around the song that you're playing. Yeah, that would be fun. That's hey, that's something that will catch people's attention right away. It's like, oh, shit, she's not just DJing, but she's playing the fucking clarinet in front of me. Like, wow. <laughs> like, this is fucking fire. And she's playing along with it.
0: Yeah, that would be cool. I never even thought about like incorporating the clarinet. I mean, I thought about like recording sounds, but not incorporating it into like an actual performance. But that would be really dope. That's something to think about, you know? And, yeah. And it's
1: something that you can do it any given time and any given set, you know? hmm And and all you need is just your um it's just a lavalier mic, hook it up to your clarinet. Yeah. And that mic is hooked up to the mitzer. And whenever a song pops that you can feel the the ribbon, the groove to it. Let it ride. Let it ride. Yeah. Because then it's a it's a it's a new flavor. You know, it's a new taste, mm-hmm. a new se- sensation. You know, when people hear that stuff, they appreciate more music much more because now it's like it's no longer a vibe, it's a feeling it's a it's it's a it's a way of life you know and people just like will go nuts about it you
0: know mm-hmm.
1: and let me tell you i mean again timmy trumpet with the trumpets sullivan King yeah. with, the, with the guitar and the voices and what's his what's her name uh the Lindsay sterling the and violin Oh yeah,
0: that that video with the snow. I remember
1: yeah. that. <laughs> Lindsay that started her career because of, of making the dubstep violin. Yeah, that was cool. When when you hear when you hear the song right now, it's basically the of 140 BPM kick snare kick there with some looping basses. It's the same bass over and over. But she incorporates it with the violin, and the and you yeah, it's hear beautiful. the violin switch patterns midway, and you can hear, like you can feel her with it, and it just makes sense overall. Yeah. So imagine Lucid Luna with the with the clarinet. Yeah, that'd be cool. I'm gonna try that out. <laughs> practice out, pra- practice out. Whatever you have a chance, like get your clarinet. Say, play one of your sets right. Play one of your sets and see if you feel like the groove around it. Just go like, yeah, that'd be cool. I mean, I'm spitballing right here, you know, but I'm I I but I can literally picture you with the clarinet because if that's because that's also shows you like how talented you really are and how how. How your talents is bringing out to the world and demonstrate Like, look how, look what I can actually do, you know?
0: Yeah, thank you. <laughs> oh,
1: of course, of course. Um, I mean, I when I see when I see opportunities and stuff like that, I I tell it, I I just shut it. Yeah, out. you have like, great I, ideas. I a I I have lots of great ideas for people. Sometimes it doesn't work on me, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> And sometimes they do, like this podcast. This podcast actually has been one of the best ideas I've ever did and accomplished by it, you
0: know? Oh, yeah. very,
1: very in love with it. And this is the one thing that uh, makes me happy.
0: Exactly. And that's that's what you got to do. You got to pursue that.
1: And that's what you got to do for for the rest of your life. Like, always do Mm -hmm. something that makes you happy. Because the moment that you feel like you're not feeling it, it's like maybe you need a setback. Maybe you need Exactly, to like, you know. Now we got like a few more questions, and so we can wrap this up. Um, mm-hmm. One thing I actually notice, you said that you said that most of the time when you're when you're recording these live sets and these mixes and put it on on SoundCloud and whatnot, you know. You're like, I feel like I'm doing liquid DMB. I'm feeling like doing some dubs. I feel like doing houses. At any given time, have you ever had any experience with writer's block? Which is like, it's kind of rare to ask you this as a DJ. But mm-hmm. because normally you don't, writer's block is something that normally people doing creative stuff gets to, you know, that they're slimy and dumb to whatnot. But as a DJ, there are times in which you feel like you think that you know mixing this song with this song makes sense when you when you put it out in, in theory, in paper it makes sense. But when you put it out it just doesn't hit right. And then mm-hmm. you have to do and then you have to do the whole set again. And then you had to do the whole set for the start and then you gotta switch the song. Have you ever, ever had mm-hmm. some of that stuff?
0: I guess the only time, well, I haven't exactly had writer's block, but, um, sometimes I have issues making decisions. Like I'll, I'll have like three different transitions that I kind of like how they sound and just trying to choose like which one I'm going to do in the set sometimes. That happens to me. But that's mainly like when I'm putting a set together that I'm gonna play at a show. But like for my mixes that I put on SoundCloud, those just come out of me organically. That's just Mm. like whatever's flowing. So that's more like just kind of like whatever is going in the moment. So I don't really feel like the pressure, you know, but like definitely like with live sets that have to be like a certain amount of time. And I like to like piece my sets together kind of like a puzzle. So when I have to be more specific like that, then yeah, that, that does happen sometimes.
1: So, so that was the other thing I was going to ask you, you know, how you do mm-hmm. your mixes. Like you, do, you just answer, you do it organically. Like it, Some, I
0: Sometimes I freestyle and then sometimes I like, I'll freestyle to get an idea of like the flow of songs, right. but then I'll like go in and put like specific cues on like where I want to blend them.
1: And, ha- and have there been times during your midst that you make a few mistakes and you're like, fuck, I gotta do this again, and I gotta stop the whole thing because I, I lost the flow.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. And like I'm a bit of a perfectionist, so I'll like record stuff over and over and over, but like it's still fun for me. And, and like I want the product to come out as best as it can. So right. I don't I don't mind putting in the work.
1: Another blessing curse for us yeah <laughs> perfection man it was like I'm telling you it's like you always want to have something that's perfect but you know it's like we're never we're never gonna be satisfied with the end result because every time we will just like fuck I could have done this better like yeah there's what?
0: always something you can do better but there has to be a point where you're like okay I need to finish yeah <laughs> you <seriously>. know <laughs>
1: And that that thing's gonna, gonna kick you in the ass when you start you know making music and whatnot.
0: oh yeah, for sure I mean i'm I'm like that already like with video editing and with design, so I know it's just it's gonna be the same thing with audio production and and you and
1: talking about video and editing like how mm-hmm. often do you actually you know video and edit stuff like and what is it that you normally do when you're doing that? Like, do you do music um, videos? Do you do commercials? Do you do movies, TVs? Like, what is it in particular?
0: Yeah, so I, I work in advertising. So I've done everything that you just said, I, I've done. Um, uh, music videos, not exactly, like, professionally, but definitely, like, for fun <laughs> with, like, my friends and different stuff like that. Um, but it's mainly, like, social media. I've done, like, some, like, commercial spots, like, stuff like that.
1: And... And when and when it comes to all, all that stuff, oh fuck! I I lost my train of thought. Shit! It's okay. <laughs> I was I actually w- was gonna ask you something like, okay, now we're gonna go with this. Fuck! I can't believe it. Least, <laughs> no worries. It's late, man.
0: We've been talking for a while. It's okay. <laughs>
1: we ha- we have yo. It, it's been a while, you know. It's been a while. <laughs> it's been late, you know, a long day, but I'm still here kicking it. Yeah. Um. Oh, now I remember. So you do the video editing. Now, do you also do the video recordings? Like, do you go there and record some of the stuff or have you record some videos on your own?
0: Yeah, I have a DSLR camera. So, I mean, some of the video stuff that I have, like in my portfolio, I've recorded myself and some of it was done like by an actual like director of photography. It just kind of like depends on my involvement in the project.
1: The, and and what are, like, some of your greatest hits out of it? What do you mean? Like, with, with my job specifically? Like, yeah, or no, you mean, like, like... not Like, not your job specifically, but you and, in general. Like, what are the, some of the stuff that you were so proud of doing that, you know, or uh, you had so much fun I'm doing some of the stuff?
0: Yeah, well, definitely um, my Mystic Garden set that I did. Uh, it was for the Fort Knox stream I did last year um that was really cool because i i got to film in like this beautiful location and i took some shots of like the scenery and like little like close-ups of flowers and stuff like that and did like a little edit in the beginning kind of like going to the music and then it, like fades into me playing And just i like kind of like incorporating a little bit of like video editing um into my sets
1: that's pretty cool now yeah like, is there, like, a creative process when when you get down to, like, to say, I'm, I feel like I'm doing liquid DMV. Do you actually, like, pre-playlist yourself? Like, I'm going to play some of these songs, or you just, like, freestyle the fuck out of it and just, like, whatever is right here in my USB. Boom, that's it.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I, I like to just, like, I have like different crates set up like by genre and stuff. And then I'll just like go into there and like start at a random song and then just like go from there. And like, I don't know, I'll be, I'll be hearing a part and then I'm like, okay, now I, a lot of times like I'll hear the next track in my head and I'm like, that's how I kind of like know like what's going to go with it. It just helps to like know your music a lot and have things organized too. That's like a big part of it. Just so you can know like where to find stuff quickly, you know? Yeah, most of the time
1: I I basically like I, I uh, iTunes is such a big it's a big fit in my life. Like I cannot yeah without iTunes because <laughs> iTunes, I just because I'm always like listening to music every day. I'm also downloading. And Sometimes if I if there's a song that I wanna play, I download it. Um, and then I create playlists. And because mm-hmm. Serato and Recordbots has this function that they can you know
0: you can import it.
1: Yeah, they can import anything that's mm-hmm. in iTunes, import it in Serato and Record. And all I got to do is just look at the playlist and then just like cue, uh, put the Q, the Q marks here and there and whatnot, the memory cues. So that way, like, okay. And then I just start testing around it and just start organizing it. Mm-hmm. But, I, but I always, always form a playlist. It's like, I want to play some of these songs and I want to play it on this order. And let's see how it. You know,
0: yeah, it's good to have like a bit of like an outline of what you want to do. Yeah, a little bit of structure.
1: Yeah, there's nothing wrong about that. And I hate when people say, like, criticize DJs saying like, "Oh, this guy didn't had a pre-playlist." You know, like he's not really he's just switching songs. Like, well, listen, dude, (laughs) you're listening to the song and it sounds dope. The the set itself is dope. That's because he worked his ass off, he or she yeah. worked his ass off to make sure that the song selection that they pick, you know meets the meets the room, you know, meets like exactly one. because they they could freestyle and sometimes some of these freestyles they don't come up really good. Yeah, that's true. You no know, another aspect that you know that I definitely want to talk to you about, and I'm curious in your perspective, you know, when it comes to you know getting ear fatigue or getting mentally exhausted through through some of this stuff do you ever experience some of that you know any issues when it comes to mental health itself
0: um i don't know not really as much because i I actually find mixing to be very therapeutic for me like if i'm Mm -hmm. feeling down or something i'll just like Get on my controller and and just flow and see what comes out and it actually like makes me feel a lot better it's It's like really really like enjoyable for me
1: well, that's good to hear
0: yeah no it just it, it makes me really happy
1: <laughs> and 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 any given time that you ever feel like down, like you just get into the pit and be like this is this is it.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's some times that I'm I'm so down that like I don't really feel like playing music. You know, it kind of just depends. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. I just kinda try to go
1: with what I feel. And what and what do you do in those moments when you feel like you're not down for anything today?
0: I like to go outside a lot and be in nature. I find that to be like therapeutic too, just like going for a walk or like hang out and like sitting by the water. Right. That's actually pretty good. Yeah. It helps me. Working out helps sometimes too.
1: Yeah, that's something I need to start doing.
0: Mm-hmm. We all all need to work out more. Yeah, <laughs> that's we, always gonna be a thing.
1: <laughs> we we all need to work out more. Fuck.
0: <laughs> so
1: so let me ask you this. Why is it that you chose Lucid Luna as if as your you know DJ name or as your artist name?
0: Well, lucid dreaming is, uh, something I've always been very interested in. I used to lucid dream a lot more when I was a kid. I don't know if you're aware of what lucid dreaming means. Can you give a little bit more explanation? Yeah. It's basically like when you're in a dream and you become aware that you're dreaming and that you're, it's not real life. So I, I used to do that a lot as a kid, um, and basically like, Oh, I find out that I'm dreaming. So then like, suddenly like if I wanted to fly, I could fly or I could like breathe underwater, like do whatever. Like it's just like really enjoyable to kind of like escape in your mind for a little bit, but to have that control of it because you're actually lucid. So it's kind of like you're like half awake dreaming in a way. And then, um, the Luna part is uh, I, I love the moon. I love space, all of the motifs and themes with that. Um, So I just kind of want to like incorporate that and like the alliteration of like the L's together. I just like how it sounds.
1: Well, that's actually a pretty cool explanation.
0: I never knew
1: the real definition of lucid. So I was like, this is like a chance to ask her. And for those who don't don't know what lucid is.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It just basically means to be like aware and like awake.
1: That's funny because like in my dreams, usually I don't realize that I'm in a dream. I just like yeah, I'm just acting now as if like I was doing this on a, every day, and then when I wake up, it's like holy fuck, I wasn't. You're like
0: oh wow, it was a dream. Yeah, Yo, yeah. Most of my dreams are like that too. It's just there's a few times I have lucid dreams, and that's what's really special because it's like a different experience. Yeah, that's
1: that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. <laughs> So we got like two more questions and we can wrap this up. Okay. So what is your greatest accomplishment up to now? And what do you hope to accomplish by in, in the
0: near future? My greatest accomplishment. Hmm. I guess I would say like this, like different shows that I've played. Um, I got to play a uh, flow Fridays for Al- alchemy cartel up in uh, West Palm beach. And that, that was a really cool show. because That was probably like one of the largest shows I've played. It was kind of like outside and had like a festival kind of vibe to it. So that was really cool. I, I really enjoyed doing that.
1: And what do you hope to accomplish by now in the future?
0: What do you? What is it, oh,
1: your goal right now that's like, I'm going to hit this and I'm going to accomplish that very soon?
0: Yeah, well, I, I want to put on an EP next year. Ooh. That's I don't know exactly goal. when, but, but I'm gonna try to make that happen.
1: That's actually a big goal, especially when you haven't even started making music and you're like set your mind. It's like it's happening. Like,
0: yeah, I feel like I I need to set goals like that for myself to like push myself to make it happen. You know what I mean?
1: <laughs> That's good. That's very fire, man. I hope you actually get get a chance to do it. And if if you yeah have any, any music, please don't hesitate. Send it over to me. Oh, I would love to get your feedback for sure. Absolutely. Now, before I get to the last question, this is something that I ask every person in my in in my show, gives mm-hmm. them a chance to know something about me or know something about the industry itself. Because I've been in this nightlife scene for almost 20 years. And I've seen the ins and outs and I see the the ugliness and mm-hmm. some of the stuff that the People don't realize that happens, but they do happen. Men or women, it don't matter. I've seen it happen, and I've seen it, and I was present to some of these stuff. And you'll be surprised, some stuff, and, and especially in the early works, in the early days. And and and, it, and it's just like, I'm a big open book, basically. Mm-hmm. So I take this opportunity to give it to you guys for the guests and ask me anything about the industry. Like since you're you're about to start off and you're you're a DJ woman and there's not that many DJ women out there. And especially in this man industry, you know <laughs> how it's very male dominant. There's certain things that as a as a woman you have to be aware of. You know, and and move in a certain way to make sure you don't get caught off in certain crossfires and whatnot. Is there anything in particular that you wanna ask me right now or ask me or have a question about something that I can actually help you answer it that can actually help you in the in the future or in the long run? Or even ask me about anything about myself?
0: Yeah, like what would it be like the main like tip you have for like, I don't know, like getting your name out there and like being respected within the scene. Okay. Um, (laughs) Sorry, that's a really large question.
1: (laughs) No, it's It's definitely, there's an answer for it. It's just, I have to collect my thoughts for it and, and answer it in a way that actually, you know, benefits you a lot to see the point of view of it. So mm-hmm. for you to get respected, I'll answer that part first before I answer you the first one, which is like what what was the question I get? It's like, what is it that you get to get yourself like, out well, there? Yeah. And get respected. So it's the old saying respect is Earn not given. Yeah. But you gotta demonstrate that you have to respect me and respect my craft. You can't mm-hmm. let me play. You have to be very like you have to play the game, but don't let the game take advantage of you. Mm-hmm. There are times in which, for example, there are times in which if you want to get something, you have to work for free. It doesn't gain much, but it can actually get you a little bit more closer and closer to your goal. Mm-hmm. So stuff like that, you have to play around. Like you have to play around. Because it because if you if you if you see it. It's like a chess move. You have to think ten steps ahead before you make the move, because if you say, okay, let's just say, all right, if if I want to get to this festival, I have to play a certain shows for free. Okay, that's that's one step. Once I get to start playing a certain fe- uh, certain shows, I gain the trust. I gain their trust. I gain. I show them like this is how good I am
0: yeah it's like steps you have to take steps
1: and I I give I do a little bit of favors for it you know favors is like hey you want me to tell people to come over to your show or hey you want me to like promote your show hey you want me to like you know transactional stuff that legal that's within the legal reasons which, which is the the way that that demonstrates like you know, how hungry you really are. And then mm-hmm. the more they see how committed you are and you are to their cause, the more they're going to incline to invite you more and more and put you out there more. And and then once that happens, that's where like, yo, you want to go to this festival? Fuck yeah. Fi- finally, I did five steps, bang. I did it. And I had to sacrifice some time of myself just to get it, but I got it. You got to where you wanted to get. Yeah. You got to what you got to get. You have to. Yeah. Just for a bit. It can not be rebellious all the time. There are times in which you can say no and tell it to fuck off. <laughs> say it in the most respectful way, in the most <laughs> nicest way. Don't yeah. be rude to anybody unless it's they deserve to be, you know, rude always be nice and humble with everybody and always be appreciative with everybody Say like you know thank you for the opportunity even if if it's nothing show them show them then you know like I I appreciate you know the littlest thing because that's going to get you a lot farther than you think and once you yeah and and here's the thing remember what I say like all right, my goal is to get to this festival All right, but once I get it what am I going to be doing in the festival Other than playing. So, what are my goals once I met the actual goal? Yeah, what's the next goal? So, the next goal is all right, I got to the festival, network, network Mm -hmm. with everybody around. Who are you? For sure. Look, oh, I'm so and so's uh, representative. Oh, nice to meet you. I'm so and so. You know, I, you know, what do you do for a living and this and that? Oh, so get to know people, be friendly with people. Mm hmm ask for their phone number or, or their contact information their emails easiest fitness what's your what's your email or what's your instagram so I can follow you you know and yeah maybe we could talk about that being that f- have that friendly conversation with these people mm-hmm. you find it that they'll be more inclined to give your their information to you you know but you have to approach in the in the most friendly way and you know not say like hey you know about this set, so-and-so, like, no, just talk about certain things, like, how you doing, man? How, what is it that you're trying to do? Maybe start, yeah, start with a little small talk and maybe a little bit like, eh, you're small talking, but get something that, you know, gets the ball rolling. Yeah,
0: once something like, break the ice and, like, yeah. talk to them a little bit, yeah. Yeah, and once you got them engaged with
1: you, that's it. That's it, because after that, you, you get a lot of conversations. That's where you're, like, Yo, let's it's change, change information, man. Because I had a great yeah. time talking to you, and I'm like absolutely, here you go, Bam, Before you know, it, you're friends with uh with one of the artists, you're friends with one of their their managers, your agents, uh, or the yeah runners, like <laughs> stuff like that. So that's yeah. so that's you know those are the the type of steps that you gotta do, and and the more the more stuff you see yourself, you know, exposing yourself out there, the more people will respect you. Mm-hmm. By doing these certain things, you know and you and you demonstrate that and say like I'm this type of person and that's how people are gonna see you you know that's how you get you the respect is getting earned not given you know and yeah you definitely by by how hard you work and how much you appreciate other people's work mm-hmm. and you support other people's work and you stay within those you know, those bounds, you know? Mm-hmm. And you let them know. It's like, I ain't open for business, but I'm open for business to do this, you know? Yeah. If you if you catch my drift. Yeah. Know, because, you know, there there are going to be times that you're going to meet some... It, it, unfortunately, it's inevitable. If you can avoid it, then do it. Avoid it. But there will be times in which you'll meet some sleazeballs. balls. Yeah. And you have to be very careful. It it's very easy to pick up. People don't really realize it. That people really say, like, oh, i I f- I thought this guy was a very nice person. Like the way he treated me, like, like yeah, see, that's because you didn't pick up the signs. it's very easy to detect uh, a fuck boy or a sleaze ball, like from my mm-hmm. right? even as a man, I can tell you like dude, that that guy he only wants to fuck you. That guy, he only <laughs> wants to do shit with you. Like stuff like that, like yeah, and
0: and and let me talk. It's important I mean, to be aware of that for sure. Yeah,
1: because it's easy to detect, and if if it's easy for me to detect, it's you guys are you guys are much more alert than we are. <laughs> yeah, so you can you can definitely detect that shit a mile away. But they are there are times in which you'll find people like that. Mm-hmm. Those are the people that you have to be very careful. Because there may be times that you may have to work with them in certain aspects, but stay like an arm's length from them.
0: Yeah, yeah. I know it's definitely important to be like aware of the you know the possibility of that, and just, like you know keep your guard up with that.
1: Yeah, and obviously say no, say no if they say if there's like a transaction that they offer you to say I'll make you the next. You know, Alice of Wonderland, but you gotta do <laughs> me some things. Tell them to fuck off and yeah, fuck. yeah, I don't really need that. <laughs> you don't need it. nobody needs it. nobody need, this is you know we can do favor for favor, sure like you scratch my back, I'll scratch your back within the compounds of the legality mm-hmm. that we can do it. but when it comes to like crossing certain lines, that's where we stop right there.
0: And yeah
1: and and when you see some of that stuff you stay the fuck away from it and people will be like yo that yo respect you say fuck off to this guy you know people don't normally say it and you said it yo respect i've said yeah so, for I've sure said so many fuck ups to many people in my life that yeah yeah like, <laughs> At this point, they, I've been shadow banned so many times, you know? I'm, yeah. You really have said some mean shit about me. I'm like, it's like water to me, to be honest. Like, yeah. I agree. I agree. It doesn't really bother me. It bothered me at the beginning. to fact, like, any I Annie, I'm, I trusted you. And then you do some backstabbing shit. But it's stuff that you learn in this industry, you know? And I
0: yeah, it happens in every industry. Yeah, and it's, 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 it's good to be aware of it, you know? it's always good to be aware
1: of. Um, I hope that answers your question with the, yeah. The first one, what was it again? Like, um, what was
0: the first question? Just like how to, how to like get your music out there and your name out there and everything. But you totally answered it. Like with networking and like developing relationships with like other DJs and producers and everything.
1: Basically that's like your main goal. Like,
0: Ne- yeah
1: for sure networking networking with djs and and a and 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 meeting them on these festivals or these venues like if you're good mm-hmm. friends with with the promoters or the festival runners then they'll hook you up in some way or you know hook them up in something so they can hook you up with something that's where you work the favor to favor so like yeah in the case of lorenzo you know lorenzo and chris mm-hmm. you know get Give them, you know, bring some people over to their shows and say, "Yo, I'm yeah. bringing some of my people over to your show." They'll be very grateful for that because, like,
0: oh yeah, definitely.
1: You're bringing them um, people to their business, you know, absolutely. Yeah, and you didn't, and, and and they didn't ask you for it. You just did it, you know, because you know, oh yeah, <laughs> and it's stuff like that. Believe it or not, little things like that can make a real big impact because it's stuff like that. It's like, hey, um, are you? Uh, I, can I like get uh, stages um for social show like I want to work a, a bit help you guys a little bit but I also want to network with some of these people and trying to get you know this and that they'll be like yeah absolutely I got you
0: because you mm-hmm. help because you help them out you yeah it's out. a mutually beneficial relationship yeah absolutely for sure
1: and the, and the fact that you say like you know I'll bring more people and I get more people over to the festival they'll be like fuck yeah like here's your here's your guest batch Go have fun. It yeah. works both ways, and the same thing goes with labels as well. Like if you bring some sort of service, in, in you have a perfect case than I have. You have a better, way better case than I have. In my case, I I don't know what to offer for labels other than my music, and it's like, all right, how do I get them to listen to my music, and how do I get them, you know, to play my music in the labels? So I offered them a free service. I tell them, hey, I do vocal packs. Let's say, like, you know, I give you guys, like, 200 vocal packs for free. For free. All I ask is that, you know, you they that they follow me. That's it. That's cool. That's it. And then three vocal packs later, I'm releasing music on their, on their label. That's awesome. Because it's a mutual transaction, you know, that benefits both yeah. parties, you know, you're so that way it doesn't feel like one party feels like I'm giving you a lot, like you're not giving me anything. Like, what is it that you're giving to? Well, I'm giving you mm-hmm. my service by saying I do vocal pads. Here, it's all yours. In your situation, you have a way better case than I do because you say that you do video editings and you do a lot of uh, other stuff that involves, you know, with marketing and advertising, you know? Mm-hmm. Offer some of those service for free on, on these labels or these artists or whatnot they're going to call you and say, "Oh, do Yo, like how much do you do this? Oh, we can work something out." Yo, then let's do it. Or you know, you're already working with with an artist that you looked up for quite some time, you know. Like Yeah, so, that would be awesome. But let's just say for example, if you meet Alice in Wonderland and I know it's a I know you're going to meet her. Like if you like her that much, you're gonna meet her eventually. <laughs> at one of these vessels. Hey, I met Skrillex, some boy, plenty of times. Oh, it's awesome. Those are my heroes, <laughs> you know. And, and it happens. And when you do meet it, you talk to her and say, "Hey, is it, like, hey, like, uh, do you have somebody that does, you know, your creative, you know, artistry for your images or your artwork for stuff. that like." Like, I do have somebody here, but I'm always open to say, oh, okay, I do some of the stuff. I can offer you a free service, you know, for this first next project that you have. I can offer you. I can show you some of my illustrations. I can do you videos. I can show you some of the stuff. Maybe you, you can work something out. She's going to be like, absolutely. Let's, you know, here's my information. Go. Let's talk about it. Yeah, that would be dope. <laughs> and, stuff like that and, and on any artist it don't matter on any artist or or label or whoever mm-hmm. you're trying to reach to it happens. it works. it works you know yeah,
0: sometimes you just gotta like put the idea out there you know
1: put the idea out there and especially um especially um to getting your stuff out there to get your name out there and get your music out there. You know, obviously, we talked about it in the whole social media. I hate to use social media, but that is another aspect to use it. And
0: Yeah, it's a huge tool.
1: I use fucking Instagram every day to search for new artists and DM mm-hmm. them and get people over to my show. I like even big haters, you know, I mean, that's how I got um because of doing, you know, DMing people. That's how I got Skybreak over to my show oh cool that's how I got you know Dr. Ushu and from Dr. Ushu I got Mantic and Semi and Infinite and Graphs, you know like and Zeta now and and Tremor like I got all these dope producers and I love those guys and we had an amazing mm-hmm. conversation and, and it's all because you know you just network around and just DMing people and you offer again you offer them the service my service is like yo I'm giving you a free publicity Come
0: over yeah, to the exactly. Show
1: and, and, and have a conversation with me. Just talk. That's it. Yeah, you have nothing to lose, and I'm and I'm exposing you even more, and and put and putting you out there more. So,
0: yeah, you're giving them a platform to express themselves. Exactly. Yeah.
1: So it's stuff like that. If you ever wonder, like, what is it that I gotta do? Network around and mm-hmm. offer, some, offer some sort of a service that can appre- that can, they can appreciate it. Cause in the end all that stuff will paid off yeah 100%. for sure trust me on that it will pay it off
0: mm-hmm. for sure
1: is there any other questions that you want to ask about me or ask about the industry itself
0: i'm just curious um do you still produce now and if so like what kind of
1: music do you do so I still do produce, even though my my level of production is on on the hiatus level. Mm-hmm. Like I, I haven't done anything since last year. Luckily, I was able to do something with um with Infinite and Mantic, so our our collab will be out there soon. I'm just waiting. Oh, for that
0: cool!
1: Uh, and not too long ago, I started working on my first EP cool so i'm doing two eps to be honest i'm doing one wow. that's a very tear out dubstep and then a second ep that's very melodic dubstep
0: oh, okay so like different vibe
1: yeah it's cool. basically so the, the idea of these eps is like part 1 and part 2 or mm-hmm. or side No, not part 1 or part 2 more like side a and side b
0: Yeah, okay.
1: So that the idea behind it is like, oh, this is who I was before and this is where I am now and what I'm
0: hearing. Okay.
1: You know, so I was very
0: it's like a progression.
1: Yeah, it's a progression. So I was into the heavy metal shit. I love the punk rock stuff. I love, you know, all that heavy tear out music that bro step, like all that, all that stuff, I love it. I love it. But it also signifies like a part of my life in which i was very very heavy into pain and despair and anger There was mm. like a lot of emotions that were happening i was into a deep depression i was not happy with my job i was not happy with my career i was not happy where i was living and then a lot of stuff was happening at the same time in the industry for myself it's like, it just tells the story of well, what I had to endure and what I was going through. Yeah. To the side B where I am right now and where I'm do- what I'm currently doing, I'm happy. I have a great job. I love I love doing my podcasting. I have a beautiful fiance. She is wonderful. And we're about to get married. And we're going to have a lot of cool
0: Congratulations. stuff. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank
1: you. Thank you. And you know, and and that side B, it signifies like w- the situation that I am. I'm feeling hopeful. I'm feeling joyful. I'm feeling, you know, pleasure. I'm feel- I've I have the whole wolf pack with me. Like I'm starting it, you know. Yeah. So basically, it, it's a, it's a project that I've been working all summer long, and just I just recently finished the first song of the first EP.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Just so really, cool. It's the
1: intro, you know, I, and I love it. So now I'm going to go ahead and start working on the second one. Um, And the, the thing about me is that I, before I pressured myself to do music, now I don't have that because I don't have music as my primary, as I have as my secondary. My primary mm-hmm. is the podcast, yeah. And I shouldn't put like my, it's my secondary. It's like around the top five things, you know, because I also have other stuff, other interests in my life that I do. Mm-hmm. And, but when I do, it's when I do really feel like, oh shit, I feel like I could do some naughty shit right now. I just, once I hit it, I was like, game over.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> like I, I, I finished the projects in less than a week and that's it. Yeah, you just like go boom, 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 boom get it done. Boom. Yeah, and because I miss I mix around as I'm creating it. It's like it's almost, almost at the like done stage. Like it works. That's
0: awesome.
1: Yeah. So I finished my first track. I already started working on the second one, there, and I already have an idea for the third, third and fourth. So it's like the second, the second one is another tear out. First one's a tear out. It's an intro, but the second one is a tear out. And then the third track will be like a metal step vibe. And then the
0: fourth
1: fourth track will be a mid-tempo. Because I fuck with the mid-tempo a lot, you know? Yeah. And that's when we transition to the next EP that when it's like, all right, this is going to be a melodic dubstep. This is going to be a future rhythm. This is going to be another... Chill step or what or whatever, and then the last song will be a nice, happy drum and bass song.
0: Oh, cool! I like that. So you're incorporating different genres. That's awesome.
1: Within the bass drum, like I'm incorporating stuff that I love to listen. Yeah, of course. Love to listen, and and I'm just putting it out there. Say like, you know, this is what I love. You know, let me show you what I love. What I, you know, what I'm all about.
0: Yeah, it's your your personal expression.
1: Yeah, so yeah, that's that's what I'm doing right now. Like I'm that's still cool. and still doing. I haven't retired yet. I will I'll retire once I release a monster cat. <laughs> is that that's your main goal, Monster Cat? Monster Cat is my main goal. If I ever release a label song, I I mean I'd love to release labels. Don't get me wrong, Disciple and DPMO and others, but Monster Cat is like the big dog. And yeah. Once I've, I, I can happily say, like, I did it, man. I, I reached Monster God. That's nobody. Yeah. It's hard for anybody <laughs> to reach Monster God. So once you reach Monster it's like, it's pretty cool. Yeah, though. No. But that, but that's pretty much it. Any, any other questions mm-hmm. you want to ask me? No,
0: I think that's pretty much it. Well, man. Thank man. you for being so open and sharing so much. I appreciate it.
1: It oh, was great talking to
0: you. Absolutely, and. Let me
1: tell you this, if there's any given time in which you ever feel like you want to ask me something, whether it's business related or whether it's you know industry related or even even when it's music related, like, hey, how do you do this? Or I need some feedback for this song. What do you think? Like, do not hesitate. Just contact me. You're a tets, a tets away from me and just ask me and I'll be more than happy to respond.
0: Cool. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm definitely gonna be hitting
1: you up. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Now, before we leave and we wrap this up, there's one question I definitely want to ask you. You know, because now that you're about to start off with this journey, and out of your and your experiences, what advice would you give to somebody when they want to start off? You know, doing this this journey as a as a artist.
0: I would say just get started (laughs) that like, I don't know. That's something that I have an issue with a lot is like kind of like procrastinating and like starting off a project. And Mm -hmm. I think like just taking the first step sometimes can be like the hardest thing. But once you do that, everything flows from there, you know? And then also just have fun and go with what you feel and what's in your heart. And like, as long as you're enjoying it and your heart's in, it, I think that's, what's important
1: dope i mean i fully agree with what you're saying once you feel mm-hmm. like this is exactly what i want this is what i feel everything else makes sense
0: exactly it all falls into place absolutely
1: well lucid thank you very much for coming to <laughs> the show and i'm looking forward-
0: thank you for having me
1: absolutely you're a friend of the show you're more than welcome to come back and i'm looking forward for your your future projects i'll be definitely thank you an eye on them
0: I'm looking forward to yours too. I, I want to hear that the two EPs. That sounds really cool. I like nice. the concept.
1: Absolutely, I'll definitely send it over to you once I got already like the first concept's already done. Oh yeah! Um, before we leave, plug yourself out. Let the people know what they can follow you and what they can expect from you in the future.
0: Yeah, I'm Lucid Luna Music across all boards. So Instagram. I got a YouTube channel as well. And um, I have some shows coming up. Um, I was supposed to play for uh, Alchemy Cartels for Fridays, but I got COVID a few weeks ago. That's why we had to delay our our podcast too. I, I, I had a show booked too, so like that that really sucked. But that I'm definitely gonna be getting booked for that again in the future, and uh, I might be doing a stream for them as well coming up.
1: That's fucking
0: dope. That's fucking yeah. Dope.
1: Well, thank you very much for coming over and uh thank you guys for listening and remember every week is brand new episode with a brand new topic so always remember to like and subscribe for your weekly episodes at the lone wolf podcast for soundcloud spotify apple Podcasts, and iHeartRadio, and of course the video version at youtube.com the lone wolf podcast that's mm-hmm. right guys youtube.com slash the lone wolf podcast so comment down below and let me hear your thoughts share your experiences If you guys got a specific topic that you want me or Lucid Luna to talk about, please let us know in the comments down below and we'll do our best to talk about it on the next episode. So thank you guys for tuning in and we'll see you guys on the next one. All
0: right,